And now, for your listening pleasure, we present you Boomerotica. Your host, Alyssa. friends and welcome back to boom erotica we have another truly horrible book this week i don't wanna <laughs> i've already read it though so we might as well yeah we've reread it we have to use it because oh my god so there's gonna be a lot of ranting and rage this is gonna be the most angry episode we've ever had i am going to put money on that now yes so this week we are discussing the man on half moon by margaret way all right. <clears throat> Catherine's brother, Darren, had disappeared somewhere in Queensland. She could not rest until she had gone up there to see if she could find him. But the problem of Darren's whereabouts paled into insignificance in the face of the much greater problem of how to cope with his boss, the ruthless and devastatingly attractive Kurt Dangerfield. First off, Dangerfield's the dumbest fucking name. Uh huh. Wasn't there a like a goofy actor with the last name of Dangerfield? Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. <laughs> Except he was entertaining. This Dangerfield in this book is stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, so you, first off, you've let's, got some info on Miss. Let's Ms. talk Way. about Miss Margaret because mm-hmm. Ashley and I both complained about this book. Our biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. This book reads. Like, no one has ever reviewed it. No editor. No. No copy edit. This is first draft, maybe. Maybe. It is rough, man. The typos, the English doesn't make a bit of goddamn sense. No. And even trying to think about, okay, it was written in the 70s. Right. We've read a couple 70s ones. And and you could kind of... The language is a little dated, but this is like pure nonsense. Yes. Like... Was she on something and then no editor checked this? Yeah. I don't know. Um, my my point, I'm just going to get it out but yeah. while you're doing that. Um, this is like the kid in English class that looked up every single word in the thesaurus, <laughs> swapped out for the smarter sounding words, but didn't make sure they went in context with each yes, other. That the, that that like connotation of the smarter sounding word fit with the goal that you were trying to say. Exactly. Yes. Oh, God. So bad. It okay. was so bad. Hit me with Margaret. Now. Anyway, so he, this might be why Margaret sucks. Um, so she is a native to Queensland, Australia. All right. Write what you know. That's what the setting for the book is. Yeah. She um, was an Australian writer of romance novels and women's fiction. Hmm. She has written more than a hundred and... She has written more than 120 novels since 1970, many through Mills and Boone, which is the Harlequin, oh, antiquated yeah. old Harlequin yeah. um, group. She died uh, just last year mm. in October. Mm. But what really makes me interested, I wish there were more details, uh, when you read her biography, it says that beginning in 2013, she began to self-publish via ebooks, And I wonder if... She just got dropped? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, but uh, since the seventies, did it get worse? I don't know because if this if this dribble is what they allowed to be formally published, uh-huh. how bad did it have to be that she like had to turned go to self publishing? Oh God! But I'm guessing we reached a standard in like the two thousands, early twenty tens that people were like, 
you got to write better. And she was like, screw you, I'll self-publish. I mean, the age, yeah. Boomer. We've hit Boomer real hard. Oh, my God. Like, the anyway, so the self-publishing, like, not surprising, because this Mm -hmm. is so fucking bad. If I was an editor, I would be like, I'm sorry, you need to rewrite this. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's not publishable. No, not even a little. I don't, like, half the time I would reread multiple times, and I still didn't understand what was being said. No, it's... Oh, God, it's so painful. Anyway, so this is going to be a really muddy and probably awkward uh, show today because we don't know half of what this book was about. No, it's... <laughs> Reading this made my brain go cross-eyed. I had to... Like, every 20 pages, I'd be like, I got to get up from the couch and take a break because I was steaming mad uh-huh. and I couldn't understand it. Um. So sometimes when I read with, like, my ADD and the dyslexia and all the really fun troubles that I have reading... Yeah. Like... I thought maybe my brain was just confused, so I would have to go back and try to read <laughs> yeah. parts. And I'm like, no, that's exactly what it said. Like, oh my. That's exactly what it God. says, and it makes no sense the second read through. No. It's yeah. great. Okay, so, uh, <sighs> Catherine. Fucking Catherine. She's like, what, 23 ish? Yeah, 22, 23. Yeah. I didn't write it down because I got too mad to care about details. Early, early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she, oh, she's young and he points that out multiple times. He calls times. her a child all the time. Yeah, it's Excuse gross. me, 22 yeah. is not, a, like, that's young for sure, but it's not child. Right. You're not dealing with like a 15 year old yes. or something, which would make this book creepier, but. I mean, it's creepy enough. Um, so her brother, oh, okay, first of all, first <laughs> of all, her sister was a witch, bro. No. <laughs> where my brain went so the first eight pages are confusing right off the bat because she's describing where she's landed in this place this and i didn't understand what half moon was i thought maybe i thought maybe it was like a like a like a a compound or i thought it was like a small town right yeah something like that you don't find out till page eight that it's like a a, cattle ranch right uh, (laughs) sure i think so it was not fully clear. It was. It ends up being private property owned by Kurt, owned and run by Kurt Dangerfield, and I think it was like a cattle stockade. He kept calling it. Yeah. But I thought a stockade was just like a place to house them, not like a full. Ring. I don't know. And it made it seem like he owned like three quarters of the entire jungle that's ever existed in yeah. this area. So you have no idea. No, there's no no, no idea. No. no All idea. we know is Karen, Catherine. Catherine. Catherine has come to this place looking for her brother Darren, but we don't know why he's gone. Right. He supposedly went out on a shooting trip and never came back. Right. Is what she thinks. Right. And also before he disappeared, he wrote her like an eight-page rambly letter. Yeah, which she thought was like a goodbye letter or like something super weird was going on because he wasn't usually that Equacious, yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. And I guess, I don't know when we get this backstory because this fucking book is written so awkwardly. Mm-hmm. But at some point, important backstory that you all should know now mm-hmm. is that um, Catherine and Darren are siblings. Darren is older. Correct. He, as soon as he was able to, left the house and basically estranged himself from his mom and his sister. The dad's been the, out of the picture for a very long time. The dad died a very long time yeah. ago. And so basically Darren fucked off and went his own way, but Catherine kept trying to send him letters and talk to him and all that shit. Right. And then the mom died, and so now it's just Catherine and Darren, mm-hmm. which is why now that he's gone missing, Catherine's like, I'm so nurturing and loving, I have to take care of Darren. Even though it's been like years. He clearly doesn't love you, bitch. Even right. as a sibling. Right. Like, <laughs> like, she is real bad at reading signals. So she leaves, what, England? To go to the outback rural Australia. No, I think she's Australian because she talks about her home. Oh, I thought the she whole was thing. British. 
Well, we're used to these Harlequin books being British, I think. The way that just everyone's like, you've come so far, I just assumed she came from England. I think it was a mainland Australia to remote island situation. The only island's Tasmania. Well, she's made up one. I mean, I they're smaller islands, but like, I thought they were still on mainland I, no, Australia. I don't know. Either way, we're in bumfuck nowhere Australia. Yes. At some, that's the, most of the stories in BFE. Uh-huh. So she lands at this place and is immediately, like, assaulted, not, not like, verbally. Yeah. She is verbally assaulted verbally. by right. this, like, ranch hand dude. I'm assuming they're ranch hands. Yeah. They work, like, they work for Kurt. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I can take care of you. You're real pretty. Well, well, like, it, it's just gross. He's yeah. written like a, like a hillbilly, like a bad hillbilly. That's yes. how I read it in my head. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then another ranch hand steps in and he's like you don't know what danger you're here like you shouldn't be here yeah i'm gonna protect you and he actually does protect her and this is where we have to mention the note that um this book is hella racist there i had to look up some terms and i was honestly shocked at how many racist terms were just thrown in this oh book. we're both on a list now and like don't get me wrong i know that there was a lot of racism in Australia, right, with mm-hmm. the Aboriginals. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of black and white, right. like the white colonists come over. Yeah. And so same sort of deal. And that dichotomy, that, sorry, that relationship is present throughout this book. Yes. So we would, we acknowledge that it's there, but we can talk about this story. Without it. Without addressing, without like. <sighs> giving it credence. Yes. Because it doesn't deserve it. We're, like it's. This is all we're going to say about it, but uh, yes, that is a big undercurrent in this book, which was really surprising for me. Oh, yeah. The first time I Googled something and the image popped up and I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So. Um, problematic. Problem number one with this book. Yeah. yeah. And then she's lamenting about her brother. I think this is when we get the he's been estranged for forever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she's real going out of her way to find her estranged brother who she super resents for yeah, leaving. Yeah, she doesn't even seem to like him all that much. No. But because she's nurturing and the woman, she has to keep the family he's together. He's the only family I have yeah. left. Honey, just make your own way. Go like, find a new family. You have a job. You have a career teaching children. Like, just stick to that. Yeah. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to talk to him. He could go die in the outback for all you care. Right. You'll never know. So the next morning? Yeah, because the stock hand that saves her... Sits outside of her Basically door. guards the door, pulls an all-nighter, mm-hmm. because you're a nice young lady and you shouldn't be alone with all these rough and tumble men. Oh, who are very clearly saying they're going to yeah. do stuff to her. So, I, I mean... mean the. The ranch hand that saves her is absolutely right. These men were dicks. Oh, yeah. But, like, God, man, that super sucks. Mm-hmm. That you just um, can't go... And then she's jolted awake by Kurt Dangerfield, who uh, is real big mad that she came because they had written each other and he yeah. told her not to come. He was like, I'll figure it out. You yeah. don't need to be here. He was like, I'm handling it. He's my employee. I'll find him. Right. And then she was like, no, I'm just going to randomly show up. And then, right, she didn't even tell him she was coming. I think she just surprised yeah, him. Yeah, she just yeah. popped in. Supplies! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Supplies, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, so she, she has, okay, two, two things. Go on. Her hair. What the fuck was the color of her hair? Silver. 
Why? Blonde. What is she, a Targaryen? Uh, well, yes, according to... That's all I could think of. I pictured Daenerys Targaryen with her hair. But also, it it had its own personality, and it was it constantly did. in the way. Like, it's, it's blowing and wrapping itself around her, and, like, it never stops. And I'm also, like, put it in a ponytail, woman. She had twilight hair. The number of times her hair shimmered oh, yes. or glistened like pearls, and uh-huh. I was like, the fuck is going... She's got uh, Edward Cullen mm-hmm. meets, like, Daenerys Targaryen <laughs> hair. It's just, la, 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 la. <laughs> so bad yeah um but she snaps at him because he grabs her and like bruises her wrist she immediately bruises yeah they talk so much about how this woman is like the palest of pale skin mm-hmm. and like don't get me wrong i'm a pasty little white lady and my first thought mm-hmm. was when they described Catherine. i was like damn is she lives in australia that's got to be rough for her skin cancer. <laughs> like, yeah. that lady. And also, she needs an iron pill, because yeah. she's clearly anemic as fuck. Yeah. Um, Fair. So, she kind of sets him off, and then she says to herself, there's nothing worse than a hysterical woman I should apologize. Yes! I hated that. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> the patriarchy got this lady real hard. <laughs> well, it's 1970s. I know. <laughs> 1970s white woman book, you know. Um... <laughs> I think we're at the spot for your page. This is this is your oh, but one of their conversations. Yeah, yeah. So I just I had flagged. This was one of the first conversations where I was like, "What the fuck?" There's just no transitions and nothing like nothing works. Um. All right. So they're like making small talk, and they the author always switches like topics immediately like right there's no segues or no like transition words no so anyway he asks so he asks her i'm gonna try to do voices because again there's no like with the punctuation involved oh my god because the punctuation's all wrong and there's too many exclamation points all right so let's see if i can do she'll be my falsetto and i'll try to go deep voice oh boy i can't wait it's gonna be good what do you do in the city Catherine? what sort of job I'm a teacher, she said simply. Good grief. I graduated with a first-class diploma. You don't look very scholarly to me. Nor wise! Because there's an exclamation point, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how else to read that. I happen to be very good at my job, Mr. Dangerfield, she said quietly. My girls like me. God knows I think I like you myself! Then you may have noticed I'm not able to respond. How fascinating. Let's try to keep it that way, shall we? What? What happened what? in that conversation? Okay, so through the whole thing, <laughs> they sound like they're saying nice things to each other yeah. and then being mad about it. Then, and why Why does Kurt speak the whole book? Mm-hmm. Kurt has an exclamation point after most of what he says. Maybe 90% of Kurt's yes. statements that is not an end under... with an exclamation point. Yeah. And I don't, why is he excited all the time? <laughs> They're all, everybody that speaks in this fucking book is like, they yell everything or they're excited about everything. And every conversation is written where it's just dialogue, like quotes to quotes. And so you get halfway through and you're like, wait, who the fuck is speaking to who right now? Right. It is so confusing. And the context never makes sense. No. It's like somebody kind of insults somebody and then they just take a left turn. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, next conversation. Like, what? It's absolutely super bizarre just Um, to give you all a taste of what we had to go through (laughs) 
<laughs> I did say so apparently they're they're close to rainy season mm-hmm. and he's like we have to get to the main house because we're on the verge of the wet and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that too giggity <laughs> that was the only giggity I got out of this yeah. whole book was oh, yeah. on the verge of the wet oh <laughs> no also her brother was an experienced bushman <laughs> <laughs> bush <laughs> and from the rest of the book he was clearly not an experienced bushman no but he probably told her he was because his little man ego couldn't be anything less that's true her brother certainly strikes me as like tiny penis energy mm-hmm. yeah um so he transports her to like his house like where yeah, everybody she, lives i was so confused she ended up maybe like on the outskirts of the ranch yeah is I, what think, I think i think there was like a landing pad and it's a quite a trap because they had to take a plane from that place to the house yeah, they called it a funny name oh i don't remember what that was i don't either but kurt flew it for them yeah and that was another stupid fucking conversation oh yeah because she was so impressed he could he it was like nothing was happening they just took off and they landed <laughs> the voice really made that I fucking hate this book <laughs> And like, uh, okay, so like Avatar, she's like transported to this place and it's all <laughs> magical and shit. And she's like, she's excited about it. But for some reason, she thinks Kurt's a giant dickhead, even though he never really acts. I like, mean, he's rude and Kurt, like he's short. I almost said he's Kurt. He's Kurt. <laughs> Kurt is Kurt with her. Uh-huh. Um, but he's rude and short with her. So like, I can see why she, but also like she came without telling him when he right. said he had it under control mm-hmm. and now he's clearly got to take care of her because his men aren't trustworthy around women. So like, right. I can see why he would be unhappy sure. and have a little bit of a toot. And he's, he's, he's running a whole ass business. Right. He's got shit to do. He's also got other things to do than babysit this little white girl right. that ran out into the outback. Exactly. Um, so she gets to the main house and, oh my fucking God. and there's this real creepy, like, they land and all the, like, people come to inspect her or say hello to her. I guess, or no, something. they don't get visitors often, so I, they all wanted to pile out and see who showed up. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so there's a whole bunch of people that live there, but the ones you're worried about are, um... A guy named Viv, who's like a yeah. The names were confusing me. T- thank God a, I wrote these a guy down. Named, a guy named Viv. Uh huh. Um, there's Martha, that's the housekeeper. Yeah. Um, Rada. Ra- yeah, I thought Rada, 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 Rada in my head, but mm. I don't know. Um, she is his cousin's widow yes that has come to stay with him with her daughter right whom she fucking hates dude this is the worst mom ever oh Ra- yeah rada rada sure like t- terrible mom she is terrible her Basically, daughter's nine ish also they bounce back and forth between calling the daughter sarah and sally so i didn't even notice that it's like within, <laughs> it's within like two pages they call her something different do you think she changed her name because there's no fucking editing on this book that it just got missed? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I, I kind of... I did not notice that. I kind of wish I had highlighted all the typos I found because they were wild. No, we, we would have... No, there's no way. We've been here all day. <laughs> um, But no, like, she straight up says her daughter's ugly. Like... All the time. To her daughter's face and to anyone who will listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's constant. Like, let's let's pray she has a talent at something because mm-hmm. she'll never get a man with her looks. Like, god damn. Mm-hmm. Savage. Also, the kid's nine. Right. I don't know anyone that's sexy at nine. No, you're not supposed to be. You're, not, you're, you're supposed, supposed to be, be weird kid. and gangly. That's yeah. the... Yeah. You're supposed to be a little kid. Mm-hmm. Oh! <laughs> oh! Hold on. I need to do this. Yep. 
We're leaving that one in. That was important. Because this is my other thing. Once we introduce the whole family, Mm -hmm. there's like pages and pages of exposition. Yes. Where it's not, I don't know if this is just like a sign of the times. Maybe this is how books were written back in the 70s. -hmm. But the show don't tell mantra does not apply. This book is tell all in a multi-paragraph essay. She read Tolkien without the fun food. Well, honestly, even Tolkien, look, don't get me wrong. I've read him. I've re- I'm reading Robert Jordan. Mm-hmm. I've read Brandon Sanderson. There's a lot of, ex- like, a lot of detail. Sure. But this read, this like, a t- laundry list of, like, let me just word vomit the background of every character in this house mm-hmm. without incorporating it into the story in any way. We're right. Not- it never, it never is important. And it's never organic. It was like, oh, we met all these people. Here's... Even though Catherine would never know any of this yep. because she just met them, here's mm-hmm. the entire backstory on Rada and Sally slash Sarah, right. and the entire backstory <laughs> on everybody, right? And Every, Martha and everybody got a giant one to two paragraph backstory. But how would our main character have known that? Right? Like, Nobody's telling her these things. No. Like it's ridiculous. It's just the author just like, oh, I don't have time to actually write this well, so I'm going to take all of my notes and just dump them out so the reader knows who these people are. Yeah. What the fuck? Um. So Rada Rada clearly <laughs> has big problems with Catherine showing up. Yeah. Um, and is super mean to her right off the bat. And um, I have a picture of Rada Rada as Yzma from an Emperor's Ooh, New Groove, but like younger. That's a good vibe. Because it's like the short dark hair. Yeah. She she describes her as like a serpent yes, constantly. Constantly. Um wearing like giant gilded caftans and shit. And she has like a big thick gold choker, right? Yeah. yeah. Well that that's important. It is important. But what I, little is important, but Jesus. I think that's the exact right vibe for this character. Yeah. She's evil. Yeah. And looks that willowy willowy schemer kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Sentences that don't make sense in my head that I had to make a note about. Is this part 50? Uh, it's page 50. Oh, I just took a random guess about... <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> she's talking about the necklace. Oh, okay. Um, it was a lovely thing. Seeing it, Catherine sighed heavily. Her sensitive face grave. There's yeah. no comma here. So my head went, her sensitive face grave. <laughs> What's a face grave? <laughs> that, is so this many... a colloquialism from the 70s that yeah. I got to Google? It's her face grave. <laughs> hey, guys, when you're sad, you get a face grave. Enjoy. But also, like, that sentence is, aside from the comma, just poorly written right. English. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I will give some point to, like, the 70s were written kind of differently, and maybe there's a whole lot of Australian that, like, we just don't get. But okay. I don't think grammar was one of the things. Yeah. I just, oof. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of tussling and rata rata making. Dude, the dinner was wild. So after Catherine arrives, they just all have big family dinner. Right. Everyone we just met, now we have dinner together with them. Yep wild wild conversations like i couldn't follow half of them but there was so much bickering yes like constant bickering martha's the only nice one martha's like the housekeeper martha's the only person in this book i would fucking keep yeah martha's can stay everyone else maybe sarah sally can stay but yeah she was fine she was a nine-year-old whatever yeah but man like dinner was just rada being a bitch to everybody Mm -hmm. and And then kurt saying weird random things (laughs) 
<laughs> that sound like they should be compliments, but somehow everybody takes them as insults. I have no. And also with exclamation points. Everywhere. Everywhere. Anyway, so they get through a really ponderous dinner. Mm-hmm. Nothing exciting happens. No. And then he shows her to her room, which was his grandmother's room. And his grandmother was like the one that like basically founded this farm on her back or whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he stays and bullies her for a minute. Doesn't he like try to kiss her? Or do they kiss? Shit, he might kiss her at do this they point. Kiss? He he fucking plants one on her constantly without This this book did the same thing as the other 70s books where every time he got mad at the main character, he kissed, he kissed her. her. Yeah. If they were having a fight and he just got pissed, he'd be like, "I'll show you." Mwah! Mwah! How do you like that? And she'd be like, "I like I kind of liked it actually." And he goes, "You don't know anything. Goodbye. You're a child. You You're don't a know child. anything." I'm a distinguished 39, and you're only in your 20s. How could you know anything about life? Mm. Like, well, sir, you kissed me. Right. Um, You did that. I did not. (laughs) Um, So he leaves, and then Radarada comes in. Oh, my God. And is like, if you don't leave tomorrow morning, you're going to (laughs) die. Yeah, I now see where the Izima threats come in, because it was very, like... (laughs) A completely powerless person who's like, I'm going to get you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't belong here. It wasn't even I'm going to get you. It was just like this veiled threat of like, something terrible is going to happen to you if you stay here. And I'm going to make sure it happens. Like, it's, it's fucking awful. And so Catherine does get a little bit spicy back at her, which I... Was this the one Catherine, Kathy, Catherine? Cat, uh, uh, I think called Cat. They, otherwise. Yeah. Is this the part where Catherine's like, um, about that necklace you're wearing? Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, so it was her mom's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On her wedding day. Yeah. It was her mom's wedding necklace, mm-hmm. which, gold choker on your gold wedding choker, day? Gold choker, like, yes. kind of hot. Yeah. Um, I'm into leashing and collaring. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know people in the 70s were into that, but power to you. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so she's like, yeah, that's, I, I know you were involved with Darren because yeah. that's you have family. that, you have that necklace. And she's like, well, there could be more than one of these. And she's like, no, my grandfather hand gilded this necklace by himself. The and initials are in the clasp if you want to sh- ch- check, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the picture of my mother on her wedding day is in the locket in my bag or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, it couldn't possibly be, but I don't even care. And like, just throws I it at her. I love that she dramatically rips it off and throws it at her. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, drama queen. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess what Kurt and Martha hear them save saved by Martha. Martha comes Martha, in with a little yeah. a little warm milk before bedtime. <laughs> that was fucking laced. <laughs> she's like. Now make sure you drink all of that. I added a little something to it. <laughs> You've had a really long day, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Martha. But also, look, I understand if you want some cold milk. It's hot as fuck. It's, you know. Right. Right before uh, monsoon season, it's really humid and extra hot. Like, mm. I would want a cold glass of something. But you bring me warm milk mm-hmm. laced with a sleeping pill? I don't want that. I've never in my life understood the the warm milk to go to sleep trope oh yeah i mean i drink warm milk in my lattes in the morning but i don't want it right before bed right but no. also we're we're both lactose issue people so maybe that's why <laughs> that's true but yeah here's a tummy ache right before bed <laughs> enjoy but you know what martha saved us from radishes rampage radishes <laughs> yes uh so radish fucks off oh. and martha's very lovely Oh, God. Um, 
hey, we're blowing through this shit. That's because so there's nothing going on. Okay. So there, the the wet happens that <laughs> night. Oh, yeah. Maybe the wet. Sadly, not that one. I there's mean, never I, that I one. I wish it was that kind of wet. Okay. So giant thunderstorm wakes her up. Mm-hmm. Um, Did she have like a patio or a balcony? Because she it has talks like a balcony. She goes she, out to watch the storm. I think she just goes to the big windows. Oh, okay. Because I was like, this bitch really going to go stand in this monsoon? That's and what then, I thought. And then too. she didn't. So I was like, oh, thank God. At least she's not. That so yeah, dumb. she must have just had a little patio situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the nine year old just Victorian ghosts in her door. <laughs> I would have shot myself <laughs> if I turned around and there was a small child in a little white nightgown behind me. Right. I would have literally shit on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Minding my own business, there's a thunderstorm and a ghost child appears. <laughs> but of course, because she's she's a, a teacher of small girls and or I'm whatever. Just so nurturing. The number of times this character self described as nurturing yes. made me want to puke. Uh-huh. Look, I understand. I know have friends that are nurturing. I know mm-hmm. many nurses, mm-hmm. and they are way nicer than I ever could oh. be. Yeah. But this lady, above and beyond the call of duty. Oh. Big time. Yeah. Um, she basically adopts this kid from the moment she finds out how mean her mom is. Which um, probably was necessary. Uh-huh. Damn. Okay. So here's the, here's the page I flagged. Oh, no. Because this shit is just wild. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, the kid's scared, yeah. obviously. Big storm. Um, also, this kid's been living there for a while. Should be used to big storm maybe a little bit? I mean, unless if she was there when it was not not the monsoon season, dry season. Yeah. It probably didn't rain at all. And monsoons are fucking terrifying. I'll give the kid that. Yeah, that's fair. So Catherine's saying that she hasn't seen a big thunderstorm like this ever. You must be a few up on me. It's very spectacular. Rather like a wicked mad fairy with a magic wand. Look over there! Sally had never thought of this game, but she absorbed the sight of the dancing, dangerous lighting in silence and then snatched a breath. The rain is so melancholy it makes me cry, the way all the leaves drip down, sodden. <laughs> Witches wailing, Catherine suggested. You're funny. Let's think of the trees as castles, blah, 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 blah. What nine-year-old talks like that? Yeah. It makes yeah. me cry. It's so melancholy. What the fuck? The water falling off the trees is like crying. I mean, emo kid in the making before that was a thing. But, like. (laughs) Yeah. The the light. Sally Sally says, the lightning is dangerous. Catherine says, it's bright and untamed. Would you like me to close the shutters? (gasps) Then I'd suffocate. The fuck, child? Go to bed. Here, have the rest of my warm milk. Good You had the exact vibe. It's like dramatic victorian child okay you've seen mad men yes you know the uh like the soap opera that megan ends up in like that very over the top which one's megan his second wife the brunette draper's second wife yeah okay yeah where she's in that like very over the top dramatic whatever soap opera that's the vibe i get but like poorly written (laughs) yeah yeah okay i can see that yeah just like uh, again the mm-hmm. writing is just so fucking bad, and it doesn't... Yeah, it is. <laughs> doesn't make sense. No. And, like, yeah, I can get the gist of things, but what the fuck is that conversation? Right. And there's so much better ways to write, like, a woman trying to make something scary, something playful. Yes. Like, there's a good way to do that. This yeah. is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. 
This is garbage. Look over there! <laughs> what am I looking at? The mm-hmm. tree's crying? Also, at some Jeez. point, he sees her sleeping. Kurt sees her sleeping. This was a little bit before this, but... Was it? I think it might have been when he woke her up, but it's, oh. a, it's a note I can't skip. Okay. I forgot about it. Okay. Um, but he says um, she looks so fragile sleeping. Who looks powerful when they're sleeping? Like, I don't... Jason Momoa probably does. Oh, that's fair. I bet Chris Rock... Not Chris Rock. <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't. <laughs> Chris, um... Hemsworth? Yeah. Him or the other superhero Chris. Um oh, Evans. Yeah. I bet those three definitely don't look no. fragile when they're sleeping. <laughs> you can't ever. Mouth ajar. Just dead to the world. There's no way... But, like, he takes every chance to make her feel tiny. Tiny and, and small and little. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Kurt. But I did appreciate mm-hmm. that um, to make Sally feel better, what's her face was like, do you want to spend the night with my with me in my room? Yeah. And the yeah. two of them sleep in their giant bed together. I was waiting for Radish to wake up the next morning. I'm adopting it. <laughs> I like that Radish is stuck now. Um, I was waiting for her to figure out that her kid slept with this stranger random woman and like flew off the handle she flies off the handle about everything because she hates her kid but god forbid anybody be nice to her kid right right god forbid anyone tries to mother this kid except her mm-hmm. but she's not going to be nice to the kid no yeah yeah thank yeah, god for I ex- martha i expected that would be an argument first thing in the morning as well mm-hmm. um he also tells her there for oh she she's going to get coffee the next morning and sees Radish come out of his... Out of Kurt's office. Office. Yeah. And so she goes in there to try to figure out what the hell she was looking for. Yeah. Because her and Darren were... Radish and Darren were tangled together in some way. So she assumes that she knows more than she's saying. So, right. like, if she can figure out what she's up to, maybe she can find her brother. What is Radish hiding right. about Darren? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so she goes in there, and he finds her in there, and then they have another weird fucking insult compliment sandwich. That leads to a kiss again, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hate. I just like. He also tells her that it would be easier if she just did everything he said because I'm used to obedience. Yeah. All right, Kurt. <laughs> Calm oh, down, Kurt. Uh... <laughs> also. Throughout yeah. the book, he radiates green every every emotion he has, every sideways look he gives her is green. I didn't pick up or on that. Sapphire. Or like like some His aura glows. Colors. Like this woman uses <laughs> colors for fucking everything and they don't make any sense. I didn't even notice that with all the fucking drivel that we had to read. I that right. didn't even register. Do what, you have can, an example? Yeah. Hold on. Because now I'm curious. I must have, my brain just, like, went stupid. Move on. <clears throat> the storm didn't do as much damage as I would have thought, she commented. Oh, that was mild. He glanced, his glance touched her. Jade green. <laughs> oh, because his eyes changed color constantly. Oh, so he's Edward Cullen, too. Got yeah, it. Yeah, because she was always describing the color of his eyes. Mm. Yeah, and they, they were always a different color. But some form of green. Green to blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, why is everything, like... Yeah, it's not his aura, it's his beautiful, stunning eyeballs. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought, like, I don't know, I thought green was some sort of descriptor word of some, like, emotion that I wasn't getting. Yeah, it's his eyes, because the emotions come from the eyes. Oh, right. well, <laughs> he's not saying them out loud, so. Well, it's because his emotions are always exclamation points. <laughs> 
everybody's a big man. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. But my soft jade green eyes tell you that I'm weeping inside. Everybody's fucking emo in this book. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, over the conversations of the day between talking to Radish and talking to Kurt, who later confirms it, yeah, uh, she tells, Radish tells Catherine that her brother was actually a smuggler, and he's not dead, he just escaped, like, he ran off. I thought Kurt told her that when they were on the horseback ride that day. He confirmed it. So Radish oh. gave her, like, some hints, but wouldn't actually just straight up tell her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was like, I don't know for sure, but this is what it looks like. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, because after they had the argument in the office, they yeah. went out for a horseback ride across the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. That part sounded fun. That did sound sweet. They, didn't they have a picnic? Well, that was later. That's later. Picnic was later. Yeah. But they did a cute little horseback ride. Yeah, and she, like, tried to race him on her slow pony when he had the big, fast black one. Um... Did you catch the name of his fucking horse? <laughs> oh, I remember it was something fucking awful. Her horse had the most beautiful name for a horse. Water Lily. Oh, yes. Adorable. Uh-huh. Love that name. His horse, obviously, it was a giant black stallion. Mm-hmm. You remember what it was? Yes, because I immediately thought it was filthy. Or <laughs> or a hot tub whirlpool. Master Jet. <laughs> Like a whirlpool, like hot tub company, <laughs> get the Master Jet five thousand <laughs> on discount. <laughs> anyway, Master Jet outran Water Lily in a foot race. Real, <laughs> real easy. There was no problems with that. Fucking Master Jet. <laughs> I knew it was something atrocious. But... <sighs> Let me tell you, I read that and I was like, I got to take a break. I got up and walked away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Margaret really sucks at writing. Margaret, I don't know if we've mentioned that yet, but <laughs> Margaret um, fucking sucks. So I I realized I wasn't taking a lot of notes at like one fifteen ish. Okay, um, this is around like the discovery of all the things that are happening and getting to know every like just shits oh. happening. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, we've done no- we've done nothing but bitch. Yep. <laughs> oh. No, he, he, they had done nothing but bicker at this point. Yep. And then she said something about how lovely it was there. And he was like, cool, move in with me. Oh, did he invite that early? Yeah. I don't remember it being that early. It was but... like day two or day three. And it was like, we clearly hate each other, but you should come live here. Yeah, fair. I mean, um, love will grow once you're married, I guess. Yeah. And then it's just pages and pages of transitions of her playing with Sally Sarah. Yeah, they, there's, like, a smash cut scene where we, like, while away a few days of her hanging out with Sally, mm-hmm. and then we smash cut again to her and Sally Sarah, like, by the picnic with the water, right? They oh, go to, like, a little she's waterfall. teaching her piano, too, in the middle of that. Oh, yeah, that. at some point there's piano lessons, because, again, ugly girls need a talent. Yeah. And apparently she's very gifted at the piano. Hallelujah. Hooray. Good for you. Um, and then some lady named Joanne shows up. That was after the picnic, I thought. Oh, oh, it's Are right we after. skipping the no, picnic? No, go yeah. ahead with it. Yeah. The picnic. So part of hanging out with Sally is they go swimming at a cute little area. And mm-hmm. of course, they're in their swimsuits. Mm-hmm. And Kurt rides up on them. Because he heard the giggling and just couldn't resist coming over. <laughs> you guys were being so loud and I needed to know what was going on. 
okay. Okay, no And Z. then the number of fucking disgusting side comments he makes about her bathing suit and oh. being able to see her body. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. Don't be fucking gross. Also, the, the nine-year-old's like, I mean, granted, she's enthralled with a frog. I would be. Sure. I'd way more into the frog than anything that's going on there. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's, he's oh, very distracted by the amount of skin she's showing. I know. And then... Um, so then she's like to distract him because she's uncomfortable with him fucking staring and making comments. Uh huh. Fair. Yep. She's like, why don't we eat the picnic? And she goes, like, put a little robe on. And right. Tries to keep herself covered. Mm-hmm. And then he makes some nasty comment about like, I don't know why you'd cover up if you're so pretty or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she gives him most of the picnic because it was only planned for two. So she saves some for Sally, eats a little bit for herself and he gets most of it. Right. Shocking. Oh, fucking mess. Um, and then he's a dick to her over something. Mm-hmm. Does, I think he kisses her again. Oh, and she's like, Sally can see us. And he's like, I can, I know everything that's happening all the time. She's not looking. Like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That one really made me chuckle. I know everything that happens on my property or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, all right, sir. Then what happened to Darren? Right. <laughs> Why are we still investigating Darren? What's taking so long with Darren if you know everything? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he forces himself on her for like... I think, doesn't he feel her up, too? Or did he just kiss her? Listen, I had checked out by this point. You're right. We were just getting through the book. The end of this is going to be, I remember some points. Something non-consensual happened on the picnic basket table. Correct. On the picnic. Blanket? Blanket. Yeah. 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 Not on the basket. That'd be crushed. Oh, the picnic sounded awesome. It was like fried chicken and Oh, my God. Pound Martha, cake. Martha, the and... housekeeper, fucking hooked them up. Yeah. They had some, like, salad that they dressed fresh there with some fruit. It was a good spread. Remembering to dress the salad before you eat it and not when you pack it is essential. Yeah. I loved that. I thought Martha was really well prepared. Yeah. Um, although, once again, Martha sent fucking milk for them to drink, so <laughs> I don't... Everybody drank milk in I the 70s. That I mean, was just... look, why are we packing milk on a picnic? It's not going to stay cold. Right? It's going to get hot. <laughs> it's going to get yucky. Maybe they like hot Maybe milk. Maybe they just like warm milk. What? Lukewarm milk. Curdled. Gross. <laughs> Anyway, so that was another, I just wanted to mention that because it's yet another non-consensual Kurt interaction. But she seems so pleased about it. She's, like, trying to convince herself that it's, Every like... Every time he kissed her, she was like, maybe I am in love. I'm like, no. No. Sweetie, you might be in lust. Yeah. But it's not love. No. Because he's a dick to you. Correct. Just sleep with him and move on. Of course, they can't do that back then. No. Heard of. In a Harlequin novel? Man. I know. I know. We it's, cannot. That's too free with our bodies. So that's when the random lady named Joanne shows up. Yeah. Again, we who's, got another fucking, like, two-page exposition on Joanne when she arrived. Uh-huh. Who's, like, a super rich lady that travels the world and... She's an old friend of Kurt's, right? They knew each other since they were kids or something? Something like that. Okay. Slacking on details because that exposition just <laughs> one ear out the other. Yeah. So she has presents for everybody. And she's really nice to Catherine, which Can is... Can we ask... How did she have a present for Catherine? Because she didn't know Catherine was going to be there, right? Yeah. But she has presents for everyone. And Catherine, the, well, the author writes like, oh, even Catherine got a really beautiful scarf, designer scarf. Maybe she just had an extra. Just Maybe like, she was just like, oh, shoot, there's someone else here. here take here. my least favorite scarf. Yeah. <laughs> make it seem nice. I have enough money. Take my least favorite one. I'll buy another. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck. And then this starts this weird, like joanne radish battle for kurt's love well look radish had already even told Catherine, like back off my man right kurt's mine because all she wants is to marry a rich man 
Rada does. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, Joanne kind of has that vibe, but maybe she's got her own but money. But Joanne at... seems rich already. Like, she's right. jet-setting all... Like, she came back from, like, a month-long trip in Europe or something. Right. So Joanne seems set, unless she's, like, running out of funds and needs a new husband. Mm-hmm. Needs, needs more cash flow. Could be. Um... So, yeah, they're, like, they're constantly, like, oh, Kurt, come over here and look at this. Oh, Kurt, come, come here and talk to me. me. Oh, Kurt, let's go let's go on the patio and look at the stars while we drink a brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Joanne. <laughs> Meanwhile, Catherine's, like, I'm just going to go sit in the family room and play the piano while you guys fight it out. Yeah. Like, I don't have no, I have no dog in this fight. I'm just going to go. I mean, go. fair. Yeah. She doesn't even know if she's in lust with him. Right. She's very confused about she everything. She is. Because cool, Kurt's her first kiss, right? She's been so sheltered. Mm-mm. Is he not? She said she had been kissed before, but never by someone who knew what they were doing. Ah. Okay. So her first decent kiss. Define so decent, though. Like, it doesn't sound like Kurt's a very good lover. No. He sounds selfish. Exactly. Well, standards, I don't know. Yeah. Basically, thinks poor Cat's been through some shit before. Yeah. Either way, this is Cat's like an early romantic experience yeah. for her, and she's just not going to fight for him. Which mm-hmm. you know, good for you, girl. You don't need to stoop to that. Right. Let the others duke it out. Yeah. And so she goes to sit and just like ends up playing the piano. Mm-hmm. And guess who sneaks up on her? Uh, it's Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. And then he what makes doing back there? shady comments about her again. While also, like, hinting that he's really in love with her. Like, it's fucking <laughs> weird. Like, it's this backhanded two-step. But he's yelling them with exclamation points. Yes. <laughs> it's very aggressive. And also calling her a dumb child the whole time. Oh, my. You know nothing. You're, you don't know anything about the world. You should have never left home. And also, okay. she, she's been giving Sally these piano things. Yeah. And then he walks in. He's like, oh, I didn't know you could play this well. What? <laughs> She's been playing in your house for how long? I've been teaching this child. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... Well, maybe because he's been out working the ranch. Maybe that's why he didn't uh, know. He missed piano hours. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Hmm. And then, I think while he was in there, one of the other two, either Radish or Joanne, is like... Joanne's the one. Baby, where are you? Because she says something... Because she is... Changed into her night clothes or something. There was something. There was a a costume change. Maybe because she says like you can hear Joanne storming down the the hallway towards them or whatever. And she's like click clack heels. Correct. With four feet apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good at folio work. Joanne's the fucking horse. (laughs) I'm not good at folio work. (laughs) Um. So she. She's like, do I look okay? And I'm like, bitch, why are you worried? Like, you're having a moment and this lady's going to interrupt it. I don't yeah. know why you're worried. Because we have to pit the women against each other. That's true. Jesus. Uh, so he gets swept back off to the patio. or Joanne, like, literally drags him away, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doesn't uh-huh. Kurt kiss her again before Joanne pops in? Yes. And she was like, you have guests waiting for you. And yes. And like, they could wait. And uh-huh. that's when Joanne, like, smells something amiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her spidey senses go <laughs> yeah. off. And, I like that uh, that was your symbol for spidey. <laughs> Ashley does like bunny rabbit ears on her own head. It's the little. spidey senses. Oh, are those supposed to be antenna? Yeah, like the little. <laughs> okay, I will show you Spider-Man artwork, but he gets the little like lightning bolts on top of his head. Oh, okay. I thought that's, you were doing bunny was... ears. <laughs> okay, that, that works too. Go team. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I think this is. I don't think the kid comes in at 
this minute, but it's like the next day or whatever. And she says something about like, Uncle Kurt should marry you. Oh yeah, I even though about that. even though Mom wants to marry him, and clearly this Joanne yeah. lady wants to marry him, and she says it in the weirdest Victorian ghost kid way possible. <laughs> it's it's all gibberish, Please, honestly. Sir, you should marry Uncle Kurt. <laughs> I have some more. <laughs> It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, also, why does the little nine-year-old talk like a fucking grown-ass Victorian adult? Like, mm-hmm. the language for this child. Mm-hmm. No kid talks like that. No, it's never like, childish. And also, I don't know. Yeah. What kid is going to be like, Kurt Kurt loves you? And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, she says it's because he looks at Catherine differently than he looks at anybody else. Like, fuck- what nine-year-old fucking picked up on that? I, look, I understand that kids are perspe- perceptive. There it is words are hard uh but like i don't know do nine-year-olds pick up on that i don't know somebody with a nine-year-old let us know like if there's three women vying for one man would the nine-year-old know which two should be together Mm -hmm. because if so we could probably make a tv show out of that Ooh, i'd watch that nine-year-olds get to pick who gets together Mm -hmm. that could be wild Mm -hmm. i like that that's very good uh So this is when she goes out horseback riding by herself. Oh, yeah. Um, Because she's an experienced equestrian. Her her and her brother competed at the local pony club. It was called the Pony Club. It was called the Pony Club. (laughs) Still not as good as Master Jet, but I like like that their, like, local barn was called Capital The Pony Pony Club. Club. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. Those look I know. <laughs> she also spent a lot of time fucking waxing eloquent about how Darren won so many as good a writer as she was Darren won all the awards mm-hmm. at the pony club and everyone loved him he was so graceful on a horse yeah all right do you have the fucking hots for your brother because the way she talks about him oh yeah I'm like is this some once again are we back to some weird game of thrones like sibling banging shit oh could be because that sounds like what's happening with Catherine here uh-huh. she's got the hots for Darren definitely She's definitely got him on a pedestal that he does not need to be does on. Does not belong on. So, uh, she realizes that she's being followed, mm-hmm. and it's by one of the ranch hands. It's the same one that stood guard at her room that first night. Right. The nice ranch hand. The nice guy. Um, and what, he... Barney? Was it Barney? Barney! Yeah. Way to go. Thank you. I contributed. <laughs> uh, so he tells her that he knows where Darren is, and he's sick with fever. Darren, not Barney. Darren, yes. Yeah. It's not that Barney is sick with anxiety and fever. <laughs> Darren literally has I mean, a Barney, fever. Barney should keep out of it, honestly. Just let Darren die in whatever cave he's running in. But so. I also liked that Barney was like, I just found him. I'm not sure if I'm going to tell the master yet. Mm-hmm. I ran into you. Would you like to go to him first? And I was like, Barney, I feel like that's a fireable offense. That is To a not mistake. go straight to the boss man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he takes her, like, through the wilderness. <laughs> I made it through the wilderness. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this book has rotted our brains, guys. <sighs> Look, this is the only entertainment we can give you is our random quips because the book is horrible. Yeah. There's nothing redeemable. Um, so- also, I loved that after her fucking hot shit talk about I'm the one of the best writers and we did Pony Club all the time. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, this is a really hard ride. There were branches in my face. <laughs> and there were so many trees. There's bugs in the jungle. Did you know that? And we were 
riding forever. All right, girl. Mm-hmm. Did you, what, just do two laps around the fucking ring at the <laughs> pony club and call it quits and get a cocktail? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There were branches. Uh, at some point, he tells her that she almost stepped on a snake, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that one actually was a little terrifying. So he, he whacked his way through the, the brush and, like, got her to the cave, because they had to leave the horses at some point. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And her brother's fucking incoherent, like... In got a some, cave. Got some serious issues. Also, I liked that they said he had a virus. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, it seems like he's got more than just a virus. But you know what? Given that it's Australia, he might have had malaria or some shit, which yeah. I don't know who the fuck knows. But he was like feverish, incoherent, like barely able to speak. Like pasty um, and pasty, casting out, sweaty, sweating. Like all like emaciated, like his weight had just fallen off. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just. It he was didn't look just, good. Yeah. Uh, so she starts to panic, and then Kurt shows up. Somehow Kurt tracked them. He followed them through the bush. <laughs> Barney was in deep shit. Oh my god. <laughs> he literally threatened to kill him, like, four times. Yeah. I felt really bad for Barney. I was like, do you not know that Barney is the only responsible person in your employee that's not in the big, like, the main house? Yeah. Like, aside from Martha, maybe, right. Barney's the only redeemable person in this. Correct. Don't fire Barney. Don't fire Bar- Don't kill Barney, either. Yeah. Because, woof. Um... And so, I don't even remember how they get Darren out of the... Does Kurt... They cut cut to black. They smash cut Uh, to Darren's had some medicine. He had 10,000 pounds of antibiotics and suddenly he was alive again. That's why I was so pissed. They talk about, they're like, oh, Darren has a virus. And then smash cut, they're like, after so much antibiotics. I'm like, antibiotics do not cure viruses. Right. Um, For the record, anyone, if you have a common cold... Mm-hmm. or malaria or other viral infections mm-hmm. do not ask your doctor for antibiotics it, it will not fix shit. it it won't do shit you'll right. still feel bad and the only thing you'll do is help create a superbug. uh-huh we don't want that and you'll be less prone to antibiotics helping you in the future yes yes mm-hmm. hey, hey i know some medical shit yes so anyway um we smash cut to Darren being back in a bed in the main house right on the mend with his super antibiotic mm-hmm. situation and Kurt tells her that he is going to take her to talk to him, but she has to promise him something. What, what did... Oh, yeah! That she can't leave. Yeah. Like... <sighs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I have the conversation if you'd like Yes, it. I would love to read it, because I don't remember the details, but I remember I hated every second of it. Uh... Do the voices. <laughs> Come on, do the voices. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I had to embarrass myself. Your turn. Don't hurt him. (laughs) If he's done wrong, he's been punished. Her whisper was desperate, barely audible. She came close to him. Please, Kurt. (laughs) What do you think I am? Some kind of monster? He looked back at her as if he hated her. (laughs) He ran his hands violently through his own hair, spilling it into silky disorder. I don't want to be punished anymore. I don't want him to be punished anymore. She put her hand on his arm, feeling the iron tension in him. Oh. I asked you a question. What would you do for... Oh, shit. That's the wrong person. <laughs> this doesn't make any damn this sense. This is why it's so hard to read. It okay. does not make any sense. <laughs> do it again, Kurt. <laughs> I asked you a question. What would you do for your brother? Stay with me on Half Moon? Yes, anything. Then it's done. I'll take care of him. What is it? What do you want? You. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. 
excellent dramatic reading. Thank you. <laughs> I fucking hate this book so much. Like, there are so many times that you have no idea who said what right. until you, like, read further. And And the problem is, because there's, like... Look, I have read books where it's back-to-back dialogue without, like, a segue between it. Sure. But then there's context clues in the dialogue right. to help you know who is talking to who. Yeah. And this, like, sometimes you would... Fucking not you, but, like, Margaret would write, you know, a line from Kurt and then do a descriptive line and then Kurt talks again. But, like, it's yes. not clear that it's Kurt. You think it's her. her. You think they're jumping, We're taking turns. Right. Yeah. The way normal dialogue's written... <sighs> So aside from the shitty dialogue, we now have a shitty ultimatum, mm-hmm. live with me forever. Right. Or your brother dies. Or goes to jail, because that's his other option, because apparently this is, okay, <clears throat> this is the quick 10-page wrap-up. Yeah. Um. So you find out that Darren fell in love with Radish. <laughs> yeah. Because she was playing him. They figured out a quick way to make money was to smuggle cattle. Radish would, like tell darren like when the rotations were going to be or where they would where the cattle would be on the property and then she had some friends of hers that were helping them right and darren would like lead the smugglers to go like get the cattle off the property yeah and then like sell them off for money and then he was supposed to get so much of the cut of the money but radish ended up taking more of it than and radish if i remember correctly radish was using him to try to like grow her own money and he was infatuated with infatuated with her Mm -hmm. but she like didn't return his feelings right she was just using him okay just want to make sure i understood that she made that very clear because she was only going to marry like a millionaire right which was kurt she wanted kurt she wanted kurt yeah yeah um so they figure out that radish is in on it and then darren's negligible offense like he did it a couple times got a guilty conscience and ran away oh that's right that's why he ran away rather than going to the boss right and ratting out the bigger problem in the like scheme of this yeah the informant he was like i'm just gonna run i'm just going into the bush because i'm a bushman like was the idea to try to like get off the continent i don't know it's still not very clear what he was trying to do um i also love that this whole fucking book Catherine is like Darren is so worldly. He's so experienced. He's absolutely going to be okay by himself. If anyone can survive in the outback, it's him. And then look at his bitch ass quivering, quivering in a cave because yep. he got a little, little sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, man flu is real, real problem. <laughs> that takes down most men. Darren's bitch ass man flu in a fucking cave in Australia. And also the entire time, like once he finally becomes like a, like a person not just a talked about person he's a bitch he's like so mean to Catherine. yeah and like he's like i don't know why you even fucking came i don't care about you i don't care about mom i don't care about anything why do you guys I just... think i left home and didn't talk to you right like hello I mean, like he straight up says that to her yeah it's <laughs> ridiculous so like i knew from the beginning she shouldn't be supporting this man because clearly he was not but even after that conversation at his sickbed she's still that level of dedication yeah like he basically told her to fuck off i don't care about any of you right and she was like you don't mean it darren Mm -hmm. you don't mean it i love you forever we're family i'll never let you go darren (laughs) it's my job to nurture you as your sister yeah i have to keep us together we're family dude darren's a fucking criminal you want to right 
not only is he stealing cattle he's he's a criminal who's also mean to you yeah like but like not only is he stealing cattle but he was like it's okay the cattle didn't work out but i've got a great plan to steal some birds and sell them on the black market oh he was doing that at the same time yeah but he was like no i can definitely make that work better and more right like yeah he just was like it's fine this one didn't work out but i've got more schemes and she was just like darren don't go straight and he's like i don't need you bitch right yeah yeah Oh, my God. So she goes back to Kurt. Yeah, because it's really, if she had known that her brother was, if she had been willing to admit to herself that her mm-hmm. brother was a dick, yeah. she wouldn't have sold herself to, into slavery to Kurt right. for a fucking one-time visit with this guy. Exactly. <sighs> what a waste. Uh-huh. What a fucking waste. So she comes back to Kurt, and he's like, did you have a nice chat? And she's like, he's going to make his own salvation. He has to, or something like that. <laughs> And uh, he's yeah. like, I agree. That he will not be arrested. Blah, 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 blah. I, I won't, what was it? I won't report him was the yeah. thing. Yeah. Fucking Christ. And then he goes into the fucking stupid man speech that we've read 10,000 times. It's like, you infuriate me, but I want you to be my wife. Can we, do you have that section, Mark? Can we read that? Because I was so pissed. Like the bad writing made that scene even worse. <laughs> and if you don't want to read it again, I will. Oh, no, I'm happy to do okay. this. <laughs> if you didn't want to debase yourself again with the voice. <laughs> what then? He put out a hand and brushed back her hair. I'll tell you now. Nothing doing. Darren has to work out his own salvation. I agree. You agree? Catherine, how extraordinary. <laughs> That's all I wanted you to know. And I need no more encouragement. You promised me you'd stay with me. Her mouth parted, but no words came out. Just a strange rising fever. <laughs> I can see you don't understand me, he said smoothly. Marry me, Catherine. Certainly there's not another woman in the world who's going to hear that offer. <laughs> Marry you? That's the catch. She <laughs> she hit out at him like a nervous reaction. He caught her easily. Life would, life would be just too lame without you. <laughs> there would be no life without you. I have no choice. His words, her words hit him like arrows. You'll never get away with me. Such a pity. I never want to. <laughs> fucking awful look i do have to give margaret this one one compliment yes she took one of the classic harlequin scenes Mm -hmm. that often goes on for multiple pages and condensed it down into what half a page yes (laughs) she certainly summarized she did the ending of every harlequin because she used all of her word count In the descriptions of the fucking freaky tree in the beginning and, and the, the weird like, compound. And all and the, the birds she woke up to. Every oh morning God. there was a paragraph description of the birds. And the flowers and the color of the flowers. And again, and- don't get me wrong. But the problem is she was just like the lianas and the whatever. And I was like, look, I know some of these things because I lived in Australia. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the names of these fucking flowers, you don't know what they look like. I read that as gobbledygook. Like it yeah. was just blah, blah, blah. And she found the blah, 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 blah. And, and the... the- and the birds, she's like, and the lorikeets and these types of parrots. And I was like, okay, lady, no one reading this that's mm-hmm. outside of Australia knows what these actual, you need to like, you're, she was descriptive, but not. Right. Does that make sense? It wasn't enough information. Yeah. And too much in the wrong direction. <laughs> but then we get to the end and we have a half a page of that conversation to and then wrap us up. Hooray, they're going to get married. Fuck me. I, I can't. <laughs> okay, so. 
Alyssa and I don't usually talk about the books we're reading as we're reading them. No, we try to save it for you, right? Your listeners, we you want it to be fresh responses, right? So we we save it. This yeah. is this is fresh anger for you. <laughs> this one we couldn't save it. There was like, no bottling up this rage. No, I was <laughs> like she read it first and then gave it to me and was like, "This is the worst book I've ever written." It read and I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't want to read it now." Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that because I'm sure it made you like really procrastinate on reading it it took me nearly like three evenings to get through this this took me so it's like what a hundred page book 180 yeah it took me so long to get through because it was Mm -hmm. i had constantly i was like i gotta take a walk and i would do a lap around the house because Mm -hmm. i was so fucking pissed yeah that i like it's unreadable yeah and the parts that are readable you're like where is the story right where is the actual like craft in Mm -hmm. writing none gone zero uh so (laughs) When you listen to this episode, please come visit our Instagram at Boomeronica Podcast because we're going to burn this fucker. <laughs> we have plans. Ashley's going to host a fire pit night and we're going to literally burn the fire. Oh, no. As soon or as burn, we're, the, burn the as, We're going to burn the fire. Yeah. As soon as we're done here. Is that happening tonight? We're going out back and burning this fucking thing tonight. <laughs> I don't want this to happen into anybody else's brain. I might take a couple pictures for posterity, and then this fucker's gone. We're going to release a lot of toxic masculinity fumes into the air when we torch this bitch. I know. Russ is going to have to wear a mask. He's not allowed to. (laughs) I don't want him inhaling any of this. You don't want him to start acting like Kurt? (laughs) I would kick his ass. But Kurt is just so masculine, and he's a real savior for for what's-her-name. Also, another fucking thing that I hated about this book. Yes. I'm sorry. One more. No, go ahead. Um... Did you notice that Kurt kept trying to give her a nickname and he changed it? He would either call her child or he would try to riff off Catherine and give her stupid nicknames. Yeah. And she was like, no, not that one. And he would try again. Uh Uh-huh. We had other Harlequin books that do this. Why do these men insist? Yeah, just call me by my name. Just call me by my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. Hey. 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 Yeah. I don't you can't know sing why. too much of that song or copyright. I don't um, <laughs> know why they do that. But Kurt did that again. That same trope that I like bitched about before. Kurt gave her a bunch of fucking nicknames that were stupid, and then we find out her brother calls her Katie. Right. Which like, why didn't he be like, "Hey, do you have a can I call you something shorter than Catherine?" She he says, "Would have said Katie." No, she says, "They my friends call me Cat," and he goes. You're nothing like a cat. You're not. Oh you're yeah. You're not. You're not a stalking. What? However. You're not a creature stalking through the jungle or some right. shit like that. Yeah. I forgot so about she that. She gives him a nickname, she and he's did. like, "Nah, not that one." <sighs> Fucking Kurt. Uh-huh. Kurt and Master Jet. Also, <laughs> just all the way back to the beginning. Oh, we're we're rewinding all the way. Okay, rewind. No. We don't. It's just the name of the fucking book. What was it? The Man on Half Moon. The man on Half Moon. And my brain is like, you couldn't have uh, the man in Half Moon, the man, like, the man on Half... It, I don't know, but it... I feel like the title could have been much better. Yeah. They, even the title makes me mad. What about... Um, Never mind the cover. Disappearance in Half Moon. Ooh. Oh. See? I could do Margaret's fucking job. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a professional writer. If I wanted to, I'd just rewrite the book and make it better. <laughs> She's dead. What's she gonna care? 
her estate might care but oh, that's fair anyway okay so anyway yeah um look on our instagram one of our stories and posts will be a fun little book burning video mm-hmm. um you shouldn't burn books in general yeah i'm usually really opposed to this same uh super same i generally think that all books have value but i this is the book i'll make an exception for this is the worst thing i've um, ever read in my entire and life and even if i get on a watch list for burning this book i think it will be worth it because this book fucking sucks yes um we'll go down together yeah so anyway um hopefully that's our least ranty episode for a little while but mm-hmm. we'll see <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know until we get out of harlequin territory it's not gonna be great yeah anyway we'll see you in two weeks make sure to follow us on instagram like and follow are we on um threads yet we are on threads yeah is yeah. it the same name it's the same name all right find us on threads at boomerotica podcast boomerotica underscore podcast on threads i think that was tw- uh twitter but we that's are... our that's our instagram i wasn't sure if it was the same yeah it's threads. the same whatever it is you can find us on there um so you can find us uh like and follow we're now on threads as well as our instagram yeah. at boomerotica podcast the same. oh wait should we rate this book <gasps> compared i mean this is gonna be really easy yeah this is bottom tier this is i don't think i don't think we have bottom. to this is the worst thing i've ever read my this entire life be, the bar is now so low i don't know if we can ever go lower than this book Ooh, so we can compare it to everything to this. Yeah. Yeah. How much did you hate it? Was it Man in the Moon? Half Moon? Yeah, we're going to, this will be a reference podcast from now, a reference episode from now on of like, was it as bad as Man on Half Moon? Yep. Because this was literally bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Good night, friends. We love you all, and thank you for listening. Good night.